Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Odds On Podcast, your home of football and sports betting. My name's Dan Tracy and for the next 45 minutes I'm joined by two top guests as we dissect all the numbers, look for the value and find those long shots before this weekend's football action. As I say, it's not just me on the show today, so before we start waxing lyrical about wagers, let's get the introductions out of the way. First up, I'm joined by James Caps. James, it's a pleasure to have you on the show again. How have you been this past week? Yeah, very good, thank you. I've actually gone a bit snooky over the last week or so. It's been a pretty permanent fixture on my telly, but yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back to the bread and butter of football today, Dan. The only bit of the snooker I saw was that pigeon, so that's about my snooker knowledge for this week. But I guess, I mean, where do you go from there? Where do we go? We go and say hello to Jamie Brown. Jamie, another weekend, another game where Tottenham failed to have a shot on target. I guess that's becoming a bit of a concern for you. Yeah, I mean, again, speaking about Tottenham being, you know, massively inconsistent. Um, yeah, always kind of being the bane of my life, unfortunately, Tottenham. Um, it, a weird one, really. I mean, you look at that Brentford game and I think we were speaking about it last week. We were saying it was going to be a tough game and maybe... Earlier on in the season, had we have got a point away at Brentford, given the form they're in, maybe we would have said it's a good point. But uh, obviously, with the race of the top four being so, uh, you know, so intense at the moment, obviously it's uh, it kind of looks like the end of the world. But uh, no, I, I think the last five games or so, I think this race of the top four is going to be really exciting. It is indeed. Hold on to your hats for that one. Right, that's all the intros out of the way. So let's get down to business. And of course, before we start, wherever you bet, check first with FreeBets.com, your best place for offers, tips, and insights. And from a social media point of view, if you're placing any bets this weekend, let us know via the Odds On podcast hashtag, and who knows, we may be discussing your winners on next week's show. Okay, where should we start first? Let's go to Old Trafford and another slab of Thursday night Premier League football as Manchester United play host to Chelsea. And James, it's three defeats in four for the Red Devils. Is it going to be four in five before the weekend comes about? Not too sure, to be honest. Not overly sold on a Chelsea win. They haven't been all that convincing in the last month or so. And in terms of the Premier League, they've pretty much got third place locked up. So there isn't a great deal for them to play for here. But what I've said about Chelsea, you can probably double down on with Manchester United, who have been pretty terrible recently. And with top four out of reach, I think this might be a pretty drab game between two sides who are probably looking forward to the new series of Love Island more than these last few Premier League weekends. (laughs) I'm looking forward to it as well. But Jamie, we look at Manchester United and no doubt last week was a week to forget. Seven goals shipped in just two matches. Harry Maguire not even to blame for three of those, so it's not his fault. But do you sense another boatload being shipped in midweek? What bets take your fancy in the goals market? Yeah, I, th- I think you're right there in terms of goals. I- I'm expecting quite a few. Um, for me, I'm looking at one of the bets. I'm looking at Chelsea to win and over 3.5 goals is obviously quite a big shout. Um, but 9-2, to two, I do think Chelsea will get the better of Manchester United here. I just think given the United's kind of really shocking form at the moment, we saw really poor performance against Arsenal. So, uh, yeah, in terms of the winner, I do think Chelsea will come out on top. But as I said, I fancy lots of goals here. Man United's last three matches have all produced over 3.5 goals. Chelsea's three of the last four have produced over 3.5 goals as well. And as we've seen, you know, defences for both teams have kind of really been all over the shop. Of course, Chelsea shipping four against Arsenal. And then, of course, Manchester United also conceding three against Arsenal as well. So, in terms of the defences, I think they're a bit all over the place at the moment. And uh, I think if you look at the attacks as well from both sides, I think both teams could well take advantage of uh, either's defence. So, um, also in terms of maybe some goal scorers as well, I like the look of Kai Havertz at the moment. I think he's, you know, he's having a kind of a, a really good run of form. He's got five five goals in his last seven matches. So Kai Havertz to score any time at around 15 to eight. 
Um, and, and I think Cristiano Ronaldo is a player at the moment you just can't overlook in terms of the goal scoring. So Ronaldo's scoring time. He's at round 11 to 8 to score. He's got seven in his last four. So again, again a player I think will we'll, we'll probably get on the score sheet. But uh, as I said, Kai Havertz, Ronaldo to score any time. And uh, a Chelsea win at over 3.5 goals are, are three shouts that I'm looking at. Well, James, as for Chelsea, they edged past West Ham on Sunday. It needed a last-minute winner to do that. Another clean sheet. And they are one of four teams that have kept less than a goal conceded on average this season. So they're not generous in terms of defence, shall we say. Can they keep Ronaldo et al quiet at Old Trafford? Or does this have some both teams to score interest for you? Well, I thought Ronaldo played well last weekend at Arsenal. And let's be honest, would have had a couple of goals to his name if he was on penalty duties. But Chelsea certainly can keep him and his colleagues out. They have done on two of the last three meetings, although they didn't score in either of those games themselves. The last three meetings have been draws, two of which nil-nil, but United don't lose too often in this one. It's just one defeat in the last 10 meetings. So, with all those things in mind, I like under 2.5 goals at evens. And also, Dan, you know I prefer DC over Marvel, so United will draw double chance is 4-6. to six. Nicely done there, Jamie. We mustn't overlook United appointing Eric Ten Hag. In terms of a rebuilding process, how many windows does it take can you see the club getting back into the top four by the end of next season? Yeah, well, look, I, I think I'm going to kind of back myself here in terms of I've got quite a strong opinion on Eric Ten Hag. I, I feel as though this could be a bit of a disastrous appointment for them. I think that in terms of this step, you know, step up in challenge from the Eredivisie to the Premier League, I just think it's it's a massive, massive step to take. And then, of course, as I mentioned, you compare the two leagues, you can compare the contrast in, in the stature of clubs between Manchester United and Ajax. I think these are two completely different beasts. And, you know, I, I just think it's such a massive gamble for Manchester United to take a you know to, to really roll the dice here with with a manager that is so inexperienced in terms of you know Europe's top five leagues or you know being at a club where there, there is real pressure of course you you compare the two clubs as well Manchester United they're of course you know a, a side that always expect to be winning Ajax yes of course they want to be winning Eredivisie but there is always that less pressure on them so um I, and then, of course, you look at kind of the situation he's walking in on as well. I think there's just so much to be done. And, and uh, of course, as I mentioned at Manchester United, it's going to take a long time. And, and you just never know whether at a club the size of Man United, whether he'll get that chance to, to keep going. Um, for me, I remember, you know, a big one coming to the Premier League from Ajax recent, or somewhat recently was, was Frank De Boer, of course, you know, came with having done very well at Ajax and was, was just a complete disaster. So... I kind of feel like there might be a similar situation here as well. And um, look, I, I think Man United, they're obviously going to go and throw a lot of money at their problems again, as they usually do. But they've just shown that that's just not really worked for them. They're not a club that have really shown that they've got much structure in terms of being able to go and find the right players. So um, I, I think it's a massive risk appointment. And uh, yeah, I, I, I do think he's going to really struggle next season. Well, there's that, and there's also going to be how many times will that night in Amsterdam be mentioned within the, say, first month? Because I think that's going to be quite the reference, especially when Man United play Tottenham. It's going to crop up. It's kind of already been beaten to death from the last sort of three years or so from a Tottenham point of view. But it's going to be back from Ten Hag's point of view. So we'll keep an eye out for that across the next season and beyond. But it's time to talk relegation now. And once again, our good friend Everton are in the spotlight. Not only are they in the spotlight, they're in the bottom three. And James... Do you think last week will be the most pivotal in the battle to beat the drop as the Toffees are now 10 to 11 on to go down? Well, there was an air of inevitability about what was about to transpire last week, and I don't think anyone gave Everton much of a chance at Anfield. And 
Burnley just stank of a home win against Wolves on the Sunday as well. And I think this is one of those where every weekend is going to be more pivotal than the one it precedes. Burnley could quite easily open up a four-point gap on Everton this weekend if results go their way. And if that were to happen, I'm not really sure if Frank Lampard and that group of players can battle their way out of the mire. Well, Jamie, a lot of people were bemoaning the fact that Sean Dyche was sacked on Good Friday. That said, it's seven points from nine since, and even from those seven, a missed penalty at West Ham as well. So it could have been nine from nine. It might be a bit too early to say that the gamble's paid off, but they're now seven to four to go down. So perhaps this was a good decision after all. Yeah, I think as James just mentioned there, of course, if there was to be a potential four-point gap open up, and, and that is well possible with um, you know Burnley playing Watford and Everton facing Chelsea. So I think that that just would be a really kind of you know, psychological, um, massive boost for Burnley and then a, a big old blow for, for Everton. But I've actually kind of looked through the fixtures and um, I've, uh, in terms of what I've gone for, um, for Burnley, I've gone them to beat Watford, to beat Villa. I think they'll lose to Tottenham, but I'm not so sure about the one. I, I do think they could actually get something out of that. And then I've gone them to draw against Villa and draw against Newcastle. That would mean, that would mean they'd take eight points in the last uh, five matches and leave them on a total of 39 for the season. Um, for, from an Everton point of view, I've actually got them to draw with Chelsea. I fancy them to get a point there. I think they'll get a point against Leicester. I think they'll beat Watford. I think they'll draw with ben Brentford at home. I think they'll beat Palace and they'll lose to uh, Arsenal. And that gives them nine points in their last uh, six matches. And that leaves them with a total of 38. So actually, um, in terms of just my predictions, I've actually got Everton to go down, which... Um, yeah, would obviously be a, a, a massive shock. But yeah, I mean, as you, as you mentioned, just if you look at Burnley and kind of the, they just look, you know, confident again and you're kind of really going back them to go um, and get results now. Um, you know, they're starting to score goals again, which is obviously a big issue. You know, before um, the sacking of Sean, Dy Sean Deitch, they'd, um, you know, they'd failed to score in five of the last six you know, and now they've scored four in the last three games. So, you know, they're a side who are starting to get goals again. And uh, as I said there, I'm actually backing them to, to stay up now. But with that said, James, Burnley could be the kingmakers in terms of relegation this weekend because they could relegate one club and all but relegate another if results go their way. So, James, the equation is this. A Burnley win over Watford, a Norwich loss to Aston Villa. Do you think this combo of results happens? And if so, what will you give me for the double? Well, you can get just north of 3-1 to one for the double if you shop around. And perhaps the most surprising thing about it is the price for an away win here. Burnley are 9-5 to five to win at Vicarage Road. And we all know about Watford's struggles at home. And with the Clarets just hitting form in the right time, I think that's one of the value bets of the weekend. Jamie, as for Watford, 10 successive home defeats. With the way they've been playing at Vicarage Road, do you have any confidence in them managing to avoid number 11 this weekend? Because like Norwich, it very much is win or bust this Saturday. Yeah, I think it's going to be very difficult to see them getting anything from that game. As I mentioned earlier in my predictions, I do think that Burnley will get the better of them and, and take the three points here. They just look like they're a side back in confidence again. But in terms of Watford, you know, they've lost four in a row now, um, as you mentioned there, with their shocking home record as well. So you just can't really seem to back them. I mean, they're, they're, they're really short of goals as well at the moment. I mean, they've only scored four in their last six as well. Um, I mean, you could say they were maybe unfortunate to have lost that game against Brentford um, uh, where they lost 2-1. And of course, they did lose late on as well. So, you know, that could have been a potentially pretty big point for them or, or certainly, a, you know, a good result against a strong uh, Brentford side at the moment. But um, as I said, I, th I just think Bur um, Burnley, they're in too much confidence at the moment. And uh, I think that that will see them get the win on, on the weekend. Well, you look at Watford, just their last three matches, they 
been terrible in defence. That shocking goal they conceded against Leeds when two defenders almost took each other out. Then, as you say, Jamie against Brentford. It's one all with seconds to go. An open goal almost. They hit the post. Brentford go down the other end, get a winner against Man City. They were 2-1 at half-time in the game. Whether they could have really got anything, who knows. But to concede in the manner they did straight after the start of the second half was just abysmal, really. And I think those kind of issues have been what for season in a microcosm. And I think, really, it's a case of, well, when, not if. And when could be, well, it won't be this weekend, but the goal difference, even if results go against them, is going to be absolutely just bizarre in terms of what is then needed so I think we're looking at a Hornets relegation and then we'll probably be discussing who is the next Watford manager right we're going bet building once again and let's go to St James's Park as Newcastle play host to Liverpool on Saturday lunchtime and we once again look to construct our first bet builder winner of the season so this week James once again I'd like an anytime goal scorer from you what happens at St James's Park well, you're always spoiled for choice in Liverpool games, but I'm going to go for Sadio Mane this time around. He's 6-4 to four and he has a decent record against them with three goals in his last five appearances against the Geordies. And more generally, he has five in his last six. So he looks a good bet to continue his purple patch in front of goal here. Fantastic. Jamie, if you could go with the over-under on goals, please. Yeah, look, I, I think, you know, you've got to give Newcastle real credit in terms of how they kind of really turned their fortunes around, of course, up into ninth place now. So um, I actually see both teams scoring on the weekend. I believe there'll be a winner. I do think it will probably just go in favour of Liverpool, but I don't think you can write Newcastle off at the moment, especially at St James's Park. So, as I said, I think both teams will score. I think there'll be a winner. So, um, And then you look at Liverpool's firepower as well, just un unbelievable at the moment. Newcastle, they've also scored in each of the last five. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go for over, over 2.5 goals for this one. Fantastic. And for corners, I will go for under 11. So 10 being the absolute max. I think I went for something roughly the same with our bet builder last week, that being Burnley Southampton. There were 20 corners. I didn't even know those two teams were capable of having that many shots on goal. I don't know where that attacking football came from. So trying to play it safe or anything really, 20, I think that would have busted a lot of corner coupons. Anyway, I digress. Let's recap on our bet builder then. We've got Sadio Mane to score any time. We've got over 2.5 goals and also under 11 corners. If you put a tenner on, you get £55 back this week. We're going to put a virtual tenner on. We hope we get £55 back for our efforts. And if we do, that will be our first bet builder winner of the season. Right, let's chat about the game itself now. James, Newcastle have won their last six home outings in the Premier League. Do you fancy sounding the double chance klaxon just to make things a little more interesting in terms of the title race? Or will Liverpool clear this hurdle as well? Uh, I think Newcastle will certainly give Liverpool a game. But no, I can't see them pinching any points from Jurgen Klopp's men. This is a side that just in machine mode now when it comes to getting wins and moving on to the next one and the fact that there's no margin for error means we get an even more focused and an even more clinical red side they have a good record against Newcastle too they're unbeaten in the last 10 meetings although both sides have scored in five of the last six so if you are mulling over an away win here I'd probably supplement it with both teams scoring to make a nice little 21 to 10 double. Jamie on the flip side to this can you see Man City and Liverpool going unblemished from here on in? They did exactly the same in 2019. The last six matches, for example, perfect. 18 for 18 for both teams. They're more than capable of achieving such a feat. So I'll ask you this. I don't need to know exactly where the fixture and all of that, but can you see drop points happening somewhere along the way? 
Yeah, well, I, I think it's just going to take one slip up from either team, one just even a minor slip up in terms of maybe a draw somewhere. And I think the other team will be able to capitalise or Manchester City, of course, leading, you know, they'd, they'd obviously just run away. But, um, you know, both teams, they just seem to be able to, to be able to balance, you know, their European commitments and their league commitments so well. So in terms of, you know, will they have their eye taken off a, a league match because they're in Europe? I don't, I don't think that, you know, they've not really shown any signs of really faltering or struggling with that. So... I think with Manchester City, it's it's very difficult to see them dropping points. Of course, Liverpool are the chasers in this one. Um, you know, they've got to play uh, Leeds, West Ham, Newcastle, Villa and, and Wolves. And just in those games, I just don't see Manchester City really dropping any points there. Um, but I think if, if they do, I think Liverpool, just in their current state, I think they're a side that you'd, you'd back them to, to really capitalise on any, any small slip. I think Liverpool are capable of going and winning all their remaining matches. So... Look, if they are looking at where Manchester City could potentially drop points, I think the lead leads away on a Saturday evening um, could potentially be where Manchester City do drop points or, or maybe their highest chance. But even that game, I, I do think Manchester City, as, as we saw them, you know, put four past Real Madrid. I just think they're they're such a strong team and it's, it's very difficult to see them dropping any points at all. But uh, as I said, I think one team, a draw, anything, any, any slight slip. And I think uh, Liverpool could definitely take advantage of them. Now, James, in terms of a goal scorer bet on Saturday lunchtime, Bruno seems to be the man of the moment at St James's Park. So what odds can you give me on him scoring any time against the Merseyside men? Well, he's 17 to 2 to find the net with most of the bookies, which is an implied probability of just over 10%. And when you consider he's got three goals in his last three, it's one of those prices that yeah, it does stick out a little bit. We touched on the form in this game for both sides scoring, so Maybe this one has a chance, but it's probably more of a one-pound punt rather than anything more substantial from me. OK, then, Jamie, Liverpool needed a plan B on Sunday to get the better of Everton. Will they need the same this Saturday lunchtime, or does the prospect of a half-time, full-time win interest you? Mm, yeah, so Liverpool to go into the break all, uh, all, all square is, and then to win at full-time is, is 10-3. to 3. Uh, Newcastle to go in um, uh, ahead at the break and then Liverpool to turn it around in the second half is is quite a big 20 to 1 as well. So um, I, I think that maybe the latter would be maybe an interesting shout. As you mentioned, of course, you know, at Everton or against Everton, they did need to, you know, have to turn it around in the second half. Um, and then, of course, you kind of look at the factors coming into this match. Of course, Liverpool, they do have to play a Champions League game this week against Villarreal, which you expect to be a very difficult game. Of course, it's an early kickoff as well on the Saturday, so not a great deal of uh, time to prepare for, for Jurgen Klopp's team. Um, it's a tough game as well, as I mentioned. I think Newcastle, they just look really good at the moment, and of course, especially at St James's Park. So I think this will be a tough one for them, but to be honest, again, I just look at the state that Liverpool are in, and I, I, I just see them kind of being professional on the weekend and this, you know, getting the job done. I think they'll get an early goal, and uh, I, I think they'll sit through, actually. Um, I just really fancy Liverpool to, to kind of really get the job done professionally in this one. So um, I do like the look of maybe going in level at the break and then winning at full time. But as I said, I, I just think Liverpool will be too strong at the moment, even for a resurgent Newcastle side. OK, then now it's time for our long shot Acker. Once again, we need to pick something between two to one and five to one for the weekend. There was no overall joy last week, but well done to James as his Newcastle minus one handicap win over Norwich was spot on. James, as you are in good form at the moment, I shall start with you. Yeah, well, there's some decent candidates this weekend. I was umming and ahhing between two, but 
in the end, have sided with a Wolves win over Brighton. You can get it 9-5 to five for the home victory, which is great value, really. We know Brighton are in some decent form. We saw the Jekyll and Hyde in them last weekend when he threw away a two-goal lead against Southampton. They've also lost both the last two meetings against Wolves. And I think the host of good news to return to form with a victory here. Good shout. And Jamie, what have you got for me? Yeah, well, look, I mean, uh, judging by my earlier predictions as well, I've got Manchester United to lose again. Um, I've gone for Brentford to beat them, um, uh, win at Old Trafford 15-4. Uh, to 4. Um, I think Brentford, as we mentioned, they just seem to be in really impressive form at the moment. They deserve to beat Spurs on the weekend as well. Um, last week, I also backed them to finish in the top half. You know, they've taken 16 points in the last seven matches. And, and you just look at the run that Manchester United are on at the moment. They're just, you know, so low of confidence. And, you know, any changes they seem to make, you know, obviously taking Harry Maguire out of the team just didn't seem to make really much of a difference. And um, I think given the form of Brentford, the confidence of Brentford and, and, and uh, you know, to counter that, you know, just the low confidence of Man United, I, I think Brentford will get the better of them on, on the weekend. 15 to 4 sounds good. 15 to 4 is also the price that I'm going to go for, and I'm going to go for a Newcastle draw. I'm going to throw the cats amongst the pigeons, or maybe a magpie amongst the pigeons, I'm not too sure. But yeah, I just feel there has to be a twist in this title race. I think for neutrals, we kind of need one, because if both City and Liverpool just win everything, it's just going to be City winning it by a point, and we're just going to see it pan out over the next few weeks. We need drama. I think as neutrals, we deserve drama. We need a kind of real classic title race where there's yin and yang. Maybe it changes once or twice between now and the end of the season. And I think for that to happen, Newcastle, as I say, six home wins in a row. There are no slouches up on Tyneside. And I think they might spoil Liverpool's week by getting a draw at St James's. And of course, check out freebets.com for all the latest offers and enhanced odds from all the leading bookmakers. Right, let's go around the football world now and sniff out some more value across the course of the weekend. And first up, let's go to the wonderful world of the EFL and the promotion races across all three leagues. First up, we'll go to the Championship. And James, when you look at the four teams in the playoffs at present, is that how it stays for you? Well, the first three spots, I think, are all but sealed. Huddersfield and Nottingham Forest are certainties, and the latter could even get automatics, yep. while Luton have a healthy cushion, so they should be all right. Sheffield United's occupy the final playoff place and have QPR and Fulham in the last couple of games. So it's not completely cut and dry for them. They have plenty of work to do. Still, the three challenges for that spot are Millwall, Blackburn and Middlesbrough. Out of the three, I perhaps give Borough the best chances. They certainly have the easier running, but they're in patchy form and just one more poor result this season will almost certainly give the Blades that final spot in the top six. Well, Middlesbrough play host to Cardiff tonight, that being Wednesday. They haven't won in five, so they have slipped down the table. I know the top six is rather fluid, but Burrow hit the skids at completely the worst time. And Jamie, we spoke about Chris Wilder and Middlesbrough last week. If there is going to be any outside movement, as James just alludes to, it could be either they, Millwall or Blackburn. Let's focus on Gary Rowett's men very quickly. They're 18-1 to to hit the top six. Is that something that interests you? I think Millwall a very interesting one, um, you know, following a pretty slow start to the season, you know, kind of in the in the second half, they've really picked up a lot. I mean, even in their last 15 matches, they've lost just twice as well. So, you know, they're a side that have made a really strong push over the last a couple of months or so. Um, for me, I think if you're looking at outsider shouts or, team, or teams to come into that, potentially come into that top six, I think Middlesbrough and Millwall are the two to do it. I think Blackburn, you know, they're a side that are in such poor form at the moment and they've got um, 
second place Bournemouth up next. So for me, I'm personally, I'm, I'm ruling Blackburn out of that. Um, just with just with Middlesbrough, I think you know, well for both sides actually, I do think they'll have to take maximum uh, points from there. You know, Millwall with two games remaining, Middlesbrough three. Um, Middlesbrough is an interesting one. They've got two very winnable games coming up at home, um, and then they've got a nice game against Preston. So I think Middlesbrough have definitely got potential to take nine points from the last three matches. Um, I think with Millwall, um, I think, again, you know, as I mentioned, they'd have to take maximum points, I think, to stand a chance of, of finishing above Sheffield United. Um, but, you know, they've got Peterborough at home, which I think is a very winnable game. Um, then they've got to go away to Bournemouth, of course, a side who are desperately fighting to finish in, uh, you know, to remain in that top two. Um, of course, with Nottingham Forest hot on their tails. So that's going to be a tricky game. So I think it's going to be difficult to see Millwall getting maximum points from those two uh, from those last two matches which I believe they'll have to do if they want to um, get into that top six. So I, I think Sheffield United will just have uh, will have just about enough to, to get it done. And as James said, for me, if, if anyone is to take Sheffield United place, I, I fancy it being Borough. Well, let's drop into League One now. There was all manner of drama during Tuesday nights. The race for the playoffs has heated up even more. James, it's currently Sheffield Wednesday and Sunderland, who are the bookmakers' favourites to win at Wembley. Of course, only one of those two teams can win. Their odds are 15 to 8 and 10 to 3, respectively, on either to go up. Is that a bit bold right now? I actually think Sheffield Wednesday are the team to go for here. Yes, their place in the top six isn't quite secure at this stage, but they have the joint best home record in the division, so any visiting playoff side will have a tough time of it when they head to Hillsborough. And in terms of Sunderland, they have previous when it comes to making a mess of the League One playoffs, so I'll be in no rush to back them. It looks likely now that. MK Dons will be the unlucky losers of the automatic race, but could the disappointment of just missing out cause them to wobble in the playoffs? All in all, it's probably the toughest top six battle to call in the entire EFL, but Wednesday, get the nod from me for the time being. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even bet on Sunderland only because this weekend they play Morecambe, and Morecambe are almost fighting for their lives at the bottom of the table, so I think you have to wait for the lie of the land first, and if Sunderland are in the mix then... That's the time to back them. I just wait a little bit. But Jamie, League Two, the playoff race is really hot there. Realistically, eight clubs are fighting over not only the last automatic slot, but all the playoff invites. So which teams take your fancy in the final furlong of the season? Yeah, I mean, look, in terms of that final automatic spot, I think it's going to be really difficult to call at the moment. Um, you know, only three points separating third place and seventh place. So, you know, kind of a whole host of teams really there that are all fighting for that, that final third place spot. Um, I think there's a good chance that Northampton, who are currently in third, could drop out. Um, their next match is against Exeter. I think they're, they're, they've lost their last two as well, Northampton. So, you know, th there's definitely potential that they could slip up further. And then, of course, I mentioned Exeter. That's going to be a really tough game. They're a side that are, that are going for the title there. Um, for me personally, in terms of sides that could break into that top three, I'm, I'm looking at Bristol Rovers as a team who could capitalise on, on maybe any slips from Northampton. Um, they're just coming off the back of a, a, a draw with uh, Forest Green, who, of course, the um, you know side who are already up. Um, you know, they also beat Port Vale aside uh, three one. You know, they beat Port Vale just recently as well three one. Um, so that, that you know, I think they're Bristol Rovers. They're looking in, in, in much better form at the moment. So um, yeah, I, I kind of I look at their remaining games as well. Um, they face Strugglers, Rochdale, and uh, they also face Scunthorpe, who are bottom of the table at the moment. So I think if any sides to kind of break into that final third place spot, uh, I'm looking at Bristol Rovers, and they're 15 to eight to go up. Okay, let's go across Europe now and see what is still up for grabs. First up, Spain. 
Now, James, Barcelona have gone off the boil since thumping Real Madrid in the most recent edition of El Clasico. Can they bounce back at home to Mallorca on Sunday? What is the tale of the tape here? Well, it's probably one of the bankers of the weekend as Barcelona losing the last three at the new Camp. Mallorca's away form is even worse. They've lost the last eight on the roads and I just can't see them making any kind of impression this weekend. They've also only scored in two of those away defeats as well. So if you want to bump up the 4-11 to on offer for a Barca win, then the clean sheet double is available instead. They're pretty generous, 7-5. to Well, Jamie, Barcelona could find themselves third in the La Liga table by the time they take to the field as Sevilla play host to struggling Cadiz. So a home win on its own will not offer all that much. So how can you add meat to the bones on this one? Yeah, I mean, look, Malaroca, I mean, they're a side that are really poor at the moment. They're, they're down into 16th. Um, they have failed to score in, in four of their last six matches. Um, and, and away from home, they've been really poor this season. They've lost 75% of their away games. So I, I, I don't think, you know, Barca should have too many problems in terms of returning to winning ways. Um, yes, of course, they have lost two pretty shock defeats recently. But uh, as I said, I, I'm backing them to kind of return to winning ways this weekend. Um, I think Barcelona to win to nil at, at six to four is, is a fairly decent shout. And then, of course, Aubameyang as well. I think that, you know, he's got nine goals in, in 12 La Liga appearances this season. I think he's a guy who, who just kind of has really been you know, a good signing for Barcelona. Um, so but, uh, Aubameyang to score any time as well would, would also be a good shout. And James, there is the small matter of the Europa League semi-finals taking place on Thursday. We spoke about the outrights last week, but what bets take your interest for West Ham play host at Eintracht Frankfurt this midweek? Well, this is certainly tricky terrain for West Ham. They've got a few injuries defensively, plus they'll be all too aware of Frankfurt thrashing Barcelona in their last Europa League engagement. So the sheer magnitude of the game might well deliver a tense matchup here. I can't see there being many goals. Six of the last eight Hammers home games have seen under 2.5. So that gets my votes at 19 to 20. And I think we might get a draw here. West Ham have drawn the last couple of games at home and they aren't quite in sparkling form. While Frankfurt's victory at the new Camp is their only win in nine games. So the stalemate here looks a smart play at 13 to 5. While Jamie, Rangers have already won once in Germany this season. They will look to do so again when they travel to Leipzig. You can currently get 15 to 2 for the Ibrox outfit to win the first leg. Or do you reckon the Red Bull back team will have too much energy? energy for them in midweek. Yeah, I mean, look, you look at Rangers' team news as well. They are missing some key players. Of course, no Morelos, no Kemar Roof, and of course, no Aaron Ramsey as well. So those are obviously three big injury blows for them um, that they've got to try and contend with. Um, as you mentioned there, though, they did kind of, um, last time they were on German soil, they did spring that big surprise, winning 4-2 against Borussia Dortmund. But in their last two away games in Europe as well, they have been slightly, you know, off it. Um, they've, of course, lost their last two. They lost against Red Star. They lost against Braga as well. Um, and I think they're facing a, a really good RB Leipzig side. I just think that, as, as we mentioned last week, and of course, I, I did back, you know, a, a, an all-German final in this competition. Um, I just think um, RB Leipzig will have too much quality for them in their squad, um, especially in Kunku. Of course, he got a brace against Atalanta to send Leipzig into the next round. Um, and as I said, I just, I just think in this one, uh, Leipzig should just be too good for, for Rangers. But... You never know. Of course, they did surprise that big, uh, you know, they did cause that big upset in, in the last time in German Saul. So it's an interesting one, but uh, I, I do think Leipzig should get the better of them. And of course, we cannot forget the Europa Conference League either. James, Leicester played out a ball draw with Aston Villa at the weekend. Surely there's going to be some goals on show when they host Roma on Thursday. 
Yeah, you certainly think so. Before that draw with Villa, both sides scored in Leicester's four previous games. Well, same can be said about Roma's last five matches too. Jamie Vardy should make an appearance in this one after showing his face against Villa. So that's a huge boost for them. Well, on the other side, Sammy Abraham is having the best season of his career under the tutelage of Jose Mourinho. You can get both teams scoring here at odds of 8-11, to 11, which is just about valuable enough for me. And over 2.5 goals takes you smack bang into even money territory. Jamie, Marseille have taken a big stride towards finishing second in league art this season. But this Thursday, they play host to Feyenoord in the second Europa Conference League semi-final. Who or what takes your fancy for this encounter at the Stad Velodrome? Yeah, look, I, I really like the look of Marseille here. I think they've definitely shown their quality in this competition uh, so far. They've won six of their six um, you know, knockout matches in, in this competition. Of course, in Liga as well, they've been really good. Uh, they've won six of the last seven matches. That only non-win came against PSG. Um, and that was, you know, they did just only lose 2-1 in that game. Maybe unfortunate to have lost that one and dropped points there. But, um, you know, meanwhile, you look at Feyenoord as well. Um, you know, they made a, a real kind of hard work of trying to get past Slavia Prague in the last round. They drew three all in the home match. So I think there'll definitely be goals in this one. But as I said, I think Marseille, they're just really strong at the moment. I think they should be get the better of Feyenoord. And uh, Marseille and both teams to score is at 5-1. to one. I like the look of that quite a lot. That sounds very tasty indeed. Right, before we move on, I'd like a correct score bet from you both. I don't care where it is in the world. I just want that outcome spot on. So, Jamie, I'll start with you this week. What have you got for me? Yeah, I've I've gone a bit crazy with this one because I've uh, I've gone I've backed Spurs, which is always a silly thing to do. Um, but I've actually backing them to return to winning ways for some reason. But uh, anyway, I've done that. Uh, Leicester, of course, they are in the middle of uh, European commitments as well. I think that that should play a part. I think that I'm backing Conte to maybe ne- make the necessary changes to kind of get our top four push back on on track. And uh, I've gone for Spurs to win three one against Leicester uh, at twelve to one. Fantastic. And James, what have you got for me? Well, I suppose I better change gear, seeing as uh, I also went for a Leicester 3-1 defeat against Spurs. So I'm actually going to go for a 0-0 draw between Southampton and Crystal Palace. Both side seasons are as good as over, and I can't see the most entertaining game in the world transpiring over at Selhurst Park. So I'm going to go for a 0-0 draw, which is available at 9-1. And of course, if those correct scores take your fancy or any other bets this weekend, check out freebets.com for the best insights and betting tips ahead of another weekend of football action. Right, there are still some Premier League fixtures to pick apart, so let's go to the top four race next and first look at the odds, because James Arsenal are now 1-2 to two on at the time of recording. After such a huge week for them, do you see the Champions League pendulum staying at the Emirates? Well, you learn plenty of lessons when betting on football, and one of them is that betting on Arsenal at 1-2 to two is often very dangerous business, and right now I wouldn't want anything to do with that, despite their decent upturn in form. They still have some tricky obstacles to manoeuvre, no more so than... And away North London derby against Spurs. Still got to go to St James's Park and get something too. And with Tottenham just a couple of points behind, I won't be taking up that one to two price anytime soon. Now, Jamie, Spurs are now five to four on average to wrestle back fourth. Is it more a case of keeping Arsenal in range? And what I mean by that is just by making sure that the gap is no more than three points by the time the North London derby comes around. Not forgetting, though, that a trip to Liverpool is on the horizon for Spurs, so it's easier said than done. Yeah, I think from a Spurs perspective, that kind of that Liverpool trip is is really daunting, and especially if you consider that Arsenal are now two points ahead, 
Um, and you look at the next two fixtures, I think you'd, you'd probably have to just about back them to win. But look, I think the, the last week and a half certainly shown, you know, in football and, and certainly with Spurs and Arsenal that, you know, football can change so quickly. Of course, you know, it looked as though it was pretty much in Spurs' hands. Arsenal win a really shocking run of form. Spurs scoring four past Villa. So, you know, so much can change. And it's at the moment, it's, it's, it's very difficult to call. But I think given Arsenal, you know, the form that they are in currently, with Spurs to go to Anfield, you'd probably have to back them. But, you know, the, the West Ham game would certainly be interesting. Of course, a 4.30 on a Sunday, you know, kind of maybe under the lights at the London Stadium, um, with it being a London derby as well. I think, you know, West Ham will be an, it'll be an interesting matchup, but you just never know with, with kind of, you know, again, another team that have European commitments, they'll have their eye on, on that Thursday game. Um, then, of course, I think the interesting one will be Leeds at home for Arsenal. I think that that will be a very interesting one to see how they get through that. Of course, Leeds, they're a side who have been dragged back into that battle for, for survival. So they're going to be kind of really, you know, fighting for their life in that game. But as I said, I, I do think ultimately the North London derby will probably decide it. I think both teams are more than capable of dropping points in matches where you perhaps don't expect them to. So... I think it will all come down to that that North London derby. But as I said, you know, any either team are, are capable of dropping points in in games that maybe you don't expect them to. Um, even after the North London derby, Arsenal have got to go away to St James's Park. You know, it's that's an eight o'clock kickoff on a Monday under the lights at uh, St James's Park. You just never know. Everton, of course, is their final game. They're a side who again who are fighting for their lives as well. Spurs, they've of course got teams that are fighting for survival as well. They've got host Burnley. Um, and then they go to Norwich as well. So um, some very interesting fixtures coming up and uh, I'm sure there'll be plenty of drop points and by because uh, I think that's what Spurs and Arsenal were just very good at. James, after three successive defeats in the Premier League, the Gunners picked up a maximum six points against both Chelsea and Man United. The question is, can they get another maximum when they play West Ham on Sunday? Well, now is the time to play West Ham. Arsenal will be the meat in a Frankfurt sandwich, which... Sounds a lot nicer than it should, to be honest. And it's also well worth noting that the Hammers have no fit centre-backs this weekend. So I'm all over the Gunners this weekend. They also have a very good record against West Ham. Lost just once in 13 meetings against them. So the away win at 4-5 is sure to be a fixture in plenty of Sunday afternoon accumulators. Well, Jamie, this is it. Because surely Arsenal will be favourites, as the bookmakers have rightly put. Because not only do West Ham have a potential hangover after European action, but James has rightly said they've got no available centre-backs. Mm. Yeah, well, look, I'm going to sound a bit bitter here in terms of Arsenal. And you've got to say, I mean, the last two matches, they've had a great deal of luck. I mean, in that Chelsea game, of course, oh. you know, I think Chelsea put in one of the most pathetic performances I think I've ever seen Chelsea, you know, display for a very long time. Of course, Manchester United missing a penalty for, for potentially two all. And then, of course, some horrific defending um, at the Emirates and Manchester United. So Arsenal, they've certainly had their luck recently. And then, of course, you know, you just look at um, the situation for West Ham with Craig Dawson getting sent off in the final minutes at Stamford Bridge. So they've now lost him. Um, and as we mentioned, you know, no fit centre-backs. So I, I just think with with given their injury, you know, their injury concerns and, and maybe, you know, players they'll be missing, European commitments for West Ham again, I just think... Uh, I think you look at Arsenal, you know, and the form they're in, the confidence, you know, seems to be high again for Arsenal. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, I'm going to back Arsenal here. And uh, I think Arsenal and both teams to score at level the four is, is a fairly decent shout. Let's look at the other North London outfit now who are vying for fourth. That, of course, being Tottenham. James, we referenced a lack of shot on target for Spurs over the last couple of weeks. What goal bets take your interest before they play host to Leicester on Sunday? 
Well, as Jamie touched on in the correct score segment, this one does tend to produce goals. It was the late, late Steve Bergwijn show when these two last met. And although Spurs come into this on the back of a nil-nil draw at Brentford, when Tottenham fans are tweeting that they miss Matt Doherty, you know that this probably isn't the most defensively sound side in the world. Similar can be said, though, about Leicester, who are both to score specialists. But the bookies are onto us here. They think we're going to get goals too. Over 3.5 is as short as 6-4, to four, which might well put off a few punters. And I actually like over 2.5 Spurs goals at 13-8. to eight. They've scored four in each of the last couple against Leicester. And this selection would have been a winner in three of their last four home games. Jamie, Matt Doherty just mentioned there. Do you think it's a coincidence that his injury has derailed Tottenham's season? Is there more to that? What markets get your attention on Sunday? Mm. Yeah, well, look, just on this one, I'm back in Conte to hopefully make the necessary changes. Of course, you know, in the last two performances against Brighton um, and Brentford, you know, those two performances were just completely unacceptable. And I'm sure Conte will now recognise that and, and, you know, realise that Brighton game wasn't just a one-off because we followed up with an equally poor performance against Brentford. So I think he'll make the right changes and hopefully we should just about get the better of Leicester here. Um, but yeah, as you mentioned with, with Matt Doherty, it just has been a, a massive blow for us. I mean, you just can't quite believe saying that at the start that, or you know at the start of the season that Matt Doherty injury would really derail us. But uh, unfortunately, that's that's just the luck that Spurs have. Unfortunately, um, yeah, I, I just think kind of in in a Conte system, we know how important wing backs are, and you know even as I mentioned, it is maybe a surprise that Matt Doherty has become so good. But you look at Conte's track record with. Uh, you know, um, making a wing-backs better. We've seen it with Marcus Alonso, with Victor Moses. So, you know, he's certainly shown that how key wing-backs can be to his system. I think if you look at Spurs as well at the moment, you know, a lack of creativity from midfield. So you're kind of relying on those wing-backs to be the creativity. And you're just missing that at the moment with, with no Matt Doherty. He just seemed to be coming back into a bit of confidence, playing in his favourite position. But, you know, you then look at the alternatives for Spurs in Emerson Royale. I mean, my goodness me, I, I won't get too, I won't say too much about him. But uh, yeah, Regulon and Session on the other side as well. They've been equally as poor as well. So um, yeah, I think it's a massive blow that Matt Doherty and uh, you know has lost, been lost to injury. And I don't think it's any coincidence that our form has kind of um, gone off the rails a bit because we've lost him. But uh, anyway, I think just on this one, I think we we keep mentioning you know European involvements. I think Spurs are somewhat fortunate that Leicester are in in European action. So I think that will play a part. I think Spurs will get back on track and um, Hyungmin Son as well. Of course, he was a guy who was, was in fantastic form before the last two matches. He had scored six in, in three before that. So um, I'm backing him to kind of get back on the score sheet. I'm backing him to score two or more at the weekend and uh, Hyungmin Son to score two or more is uh, around five to one. Lovely stuff. Now, James, I've given you a £5 free bet this week. Not literally, just for the purpose of this show. Leeds may host a man. Uh, oh, indeed. Leeds may host a Man City on Saturday evening. What can you give me and the listeners before battle commences at Ellen Road? Oh, you're going to have to make these virtual free bets a lot <laughs> more real if you want me to come back to the pod for next season. But yeah, I guess there's uh, probably two schools of thought here. I guess Do you think City will give Leeds a hammering, or will the Champions League clash with Real Madrid cause a bit of a distraction? They beat Leeds seven 0 in the reverse fixture, and. Seeing as it's a, albeit virtual, free bet, I'll go for a bit of value here and pick out City minus three in the handicaps at five to one. Pep's men more than capable of giving this lead side a hiding, even if he heavily rotates his squad for the trip to Ellen Rhodes. And it's a tough run in for Leeds, by the way. They're far from safe to face Arsenal and Chelsea after this one. And no points from those three could leave them in a world of trouble, especially if Burnley continues to pick up points. Indeed it could. Now, Jamie, Wolves versus Brighton is maybe approaching dead rubber territory as much as Wolves don't want it to be. 
Could a win here keep their flickering European hopes alive? Or do you think the damage was done at Turf Moor on Sunday? Is this going to be another low-scoring game at Molyneux? Yeah, I mean, Wolves is a really strange one, isn't it? I think a couple of games ago, a lot of people were saying that, you know, it's you know Wolves' season has really gone under the radar. They were competing for European spot, but, you know, three defeats in the last four matches has kind of really derailed that. Um, you know, they've also failed to score in the last two as well. Um, you know, but then you look at Brighton as well. They've not been in maybe the best form, of course, aside from, you know, that, that those two wins in North London. They have otherwise been pretty poor. Um, so I'm not sure there's going to be a winner here. And uh, as you said, I think both teams have been pretty low scorers recently. So I think you're right. I think this will be a low scoring match. I think we're going to go for a draw in this one. And, uh, I've actually gone for a, a, an actual uh, score in this one. I've gone for a one all draw at six to one. Talking of dead rubbers, James, you can have Crystal Palace versus Southampton. A top half finish is the target for both. I guess any loser here and the hopes of such a standing will diminish for good. How do you see this one panning out? Well, this one has last on Match of the Day written oh, all yeah. over. Only right that it features last on the Odds On podcast, isn't it? I don't really want too much to do with Southampton before the end of the season. You don't know what you're going to get from them, especially now they're safe, of course. And Palace's form has dipped two, three defeats in four and only one goal in that stretch too. As I touched on earlier, it wouldn't shock me to see a nil-nil draw here, but under 2.5 goals surely has a chance at 10-11 to 11, and the draw itself is 5-2. to two. And Jamie, finally, our good friends Everton play Chelsea on Sunday. The Frank Lampard derby, we're going to call it. It's 17-4 to four for a Toffees win. Can they take advantage of an all-but-on-the-beach visiting outfit? Yeah, I, I do think they will take somewhat advantage of it. I think, you know, given if it wasn't for their home form this season, Everton, I think they'd pretty much almost certainly be down. I mean, they've only won 6% of, of their away matches, so that's been really poor. Meanwhile, at home, they've won 44% of their games at Goodison Park. So, you know, at home, that's where they've really been picking up points. And I do kind of maybe expect them to to really use Goodison Park as a place where they will get, um, you know, they will pick up points. I did mention earlier, this is a game I actually think they'll get a point in. Um, they are undefeated in their last three home games as well, Everton. Um, and I'm, ba I'm backing them to extend that on Sunday with a draw. And uh, you can get a draw around five to two. Fantastic. OK, our final bit of business is the odds on threefold. No joy last week. The championship let us down there. But we try again. So I'm going to go first this week. I'm going to go for Real Madrid at 9-20. to It's a tiny bit skinny, I know, but they need a point to win La Liga this season. I don't think they're going to settle for a point against Espanyol. They're at home. I think it all points to a majestic win where they lift the trophy as well. So I'm going to go with Real Madrid at 9-20. to Jamie, what have you got for me? Yep, yeah, I'm going to go for Nottingham Forest to beat Swansea um, home at 4-7. Uh, to seven, uh, Forest, they're a side who I actually do think will maybe get into those that, that final second place automatic spot and, and come up to the Premier League next year. I think they've won eight of their last nine league matches, so they're in really good form and uh, I'm backing them to beat Swansea on the weekend. Good shout. And James, the same please. Yeah, I'm going to go into League One. It's the final weekend of the season in the third tier. And Wickham Wanderers need a win to keep themselves in the mix for a top six place. They travel to a Burton Albion side sitting in mid-table with nothing to play for. They've also scored in only one of the last seven games. So I like the away win here at 17-20. to 20. Lovely stuff. We're overdue a winner. Let's hope it gets over the line at the weekend. Right, that brings us to full time. So I just need to do the admin before we wrap up. As mentioned before, if any of these bets take your fancy, make sure to visit the free bets website and now I just need to thank my duo of top guests. James, thanks for joining me this afternoon. I hope you enjoyed that one. Indeed. Cheers, Dan. And Jamie, thanks for your time and sharing your betting insights with me. Yep, all good. Thanks, Dan.
Cheers, guys, and also to the listeners out there. And with that said, it just leaves me to say that my name's Dan Tracy. This is the Odds On Podcast. And until next time, goodbye. (laughs) 